Radio Free Cybertron. Transformers. Rewind. Transformers Rewind, it's Triple Takeover, where we learn why Megatron is the boss. Nice work, Astro Train! But one head does not belong. Yes, Blitzwing! One head has failed to lead us to victory over the Autobots! But this mistake will be corrected... as soon! Starscream, Blitzwing, and Astrotrain conspire to overthrow Megatron and take over the Decepticons themselves. As Starscream leads Megatron into a trap, he's betrayed by the Triple Changers as well, who then each set out to start building their own power bases. A secret Autobot power station in a sewer? Straight ahead, Megatron! We'll need reinforcements. Reinforcements? This is our mission, Megatron. We don't need to share the glory. Unless, unless Megatron is afraid. Megatron knows no fear. Starscream! It's a trap! Kill! 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 A battle simulation arena! An excellent base for Blitzwing headquarters! Track 9 shows an unscheduled train! And there's no engineer! Declare this to be Astro Train Headquarters. That's it! I'm retiring! Now! Run! Help! Run for your lives! <laughs> Astro Train takes over a train yard and gets right to work upgrading a bunch of locomotives with computer controls so we can have them steal all the world's energy and resources as long as they're attached directly to railroad tracks. And when he tries to show the other Decepticons all the cool tricks he taught his pet trains, one of them ruptures a water line and floods the city. Whoops! Meanwhile, Blitzwing has invaded the football stadium and conscripted the coach as his second-in-command. Blitzwing has also made a deal with the Constructicons to trade part of the Decepticon leadership for skilled labor, and he tasks them with building a highway maze for zone defense while he fires randomly into the city as part of a long-bomb strategy. Also, the Autobots show up out of contractual obligation, and Blitzwing manages to kill four of them. They get better later.
so, you know, people talk about things like the giant purple griffin to point out why Megatron is this awful, ineffective leader. But I think an episode like this really proves how everybody under his command is so much worse at the job. I mean, yeah. it depends on... Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on how you define worse. Um, yeah, in general. I mean, I mean, I think what comes out is, is, again, what happens a lot with the Decepticons when you don't have, like, a really powerful leader up front, which is the internal power struggles. I mean, essentially, this all breaks down into, you know, internal power struggles with other, you know, is, uh, even with uh, Astrotrain, you know, more Decepticons show up. And he just becomes a mockery uh, with uh, Blitzwing. You know, he ends up getting into this huge back and forth with the Constructicons, and that goes poorly as well. So, it, it, and then yeah, football coach. Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's basically a dictatorship sort of you know mentality where it's like if you don't have when you have a power vacuum, you know the the smaller group, you know, smaller leaders are going to try to fight for that power, and, and that's essentially what happens here. I mean, they it just doesn't go very well. Although I will say, this episode is terribly violent. It is, it is violent. It, really it makes is. me want Blitzwing as a leader more, because he is like a killing machine, clearly. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the other know, hand, he was up against skids. I, mean, I guess, but I mean, like, in half a day, he has, like, a body count, so yeah. that well, can't all be bad. And I mean, and like, and probably one of the most violent lines of like the first two seasons of G One, where he tells the football coach to, you know, tell me what's on your mind, or else I'll splatter your brains all over the wall and and see, see for myself. myself. Yes. It's like, oh my god, this is pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and then like, I'm gonna throw you in this locker while I go kill four <laughs> Autobots again. <laughs> Yeah, and At like least I think two of them, he like grinded on top of them. I think he like ran yeah. over them, yeah. ran yeah. over them, flattened them completely. Then built, then um, scavenger built them into a uh, a throne. Yeah. Yes, that was awesome. It's very morbid. Yeah, yeah. I think that that throne was essentially like Prowl's corpse. Just and, you know, yeah. I guess. Prowl yeah, yeah. With Rick and Mortis no, or whatever track. they have. Essentially, yeah. it was like, yeah, my throne is sitting in Prowl's dead lap. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Yeah, it was uh, Prowl Track Skids and Blue Streak. Right. Nice. Nice. Mm. Of course, there probably couldn't have nice. been much of Blue Streak since Blue Streak basically exploded when Blitzwing ran into him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one was just like, I was rewatching it. I was like, I don't remember it being this violent, but wow, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, I remember watching that sequence on the like Mixmaster Highway thing, thinking, I think after the first kill, I was like, oh my god, I think you could like interpret that as death. And then he like outright destroys the next three, and I'm like, oh, they're dead. So we're gonna we're playing the death card. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So it's, it's okay, like the though, first death, ambiguous, second, we're like, you know, R-rated yeah. horror movie, complete destruction. <laughs> well, no, it's okay, though, because at, by the end of the episode, they were recovered enough to willingly form a new throne for Upham's Prime to sit on. Which was even creepier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, we'll turn into a death throne for you, Optimus. Thankfully, Optimus I'm, is I'm like, no, thinking, that's creepy, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm thinking they may have suffered some brain damage in the process. I don't know how you would tell the difference. <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. I, I guess uh, Astro Train deserves a little bit of uh, time, too. He somehow reprogrammed those trains using Earth technology. 
Oh, he yeah, took, the Astro Force? Yeah, he yep. took, like, I don't know, a hard drive out of the train station, put it into the trains, and then they were somewhat intelligent, I think? Like, Arjun, yeah. kind of? <laughs> yeah. Like a, I mean, they, they made stuff. noises, and, like, I guess as smart as a dog, maybe? A Labrador? I don't know. I don't know, know if well, I yeah, would... I, know, I was looking at it, too. He <laughs> built himself some pet trains to go fetch him, you know, oil and energon and whatever, as long yeah. as it is attached to a railroad track. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was more plausible than building pet space shuttles, so... Um. Well, it, that's another thing this episode. It's probably, like, the most time after a train is spent as a train in all yeah. the time show. Yeah, because his, his job is normally, hey, we need to go somewhere, turn into a shuttle. <laughs> yep. He's so, the transporter. <laughs> we want to take a scenic ride through Vermont, turn into a train. You don't hear that a lot. Yeah. It's much more, uh, it's much more valuable to turn into the, uh, the space-faring vehicle. Yeah. It was awful you know, nice trail breaker to show up to, you know, cast some force fields. So. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So the city's flooding, apparently up to, like, the 20th story. And Powerglide flies by and notices trail breaker just chilling out on a roof somewhere. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, what else is he going to do, you know? He's just got... All yeah, he has to do is... It's not like he can do anything else. He's just waiting around for someone to need a force field, you know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like me watching this, though. It seemed like there was maybe like a lot of heavy editing on the episode to fit it into the time. Because a lot of the Autobot involvement seems really disjointed. I yeah. wonder, do you think like this was originally like maybe a two part or something that got cut down? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't that explain the opening sequence? Was there any like context to Starscream and the Triple Changers no, making that much more? <laughs> that is a good point. They were just doing yeah. it just to like, do it. You're just leaving. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I guess they were vandalizing a mountain, and they just and decided the- that was you know, hey, that's yeah. the setup and- to our next wacky adventure. And the, the plot between Starscream and the Triple Changers is almost implied more so than it is, uh, you know, place. Like, the, like yeah, there's mean, no kind there of leap like, three things doing, which is they're carving their three faces and Megatron's face on that cliff to represent the leadership of the Decepticons. Or at least what will be the leadership of the Decepticons once they cleverly overthrow Megatron by freezing him in a sewer. Right. Which ends up freezing Starscream as well, although he does seem to have uh, some sort of, you know, power of being in the episode, even though he was Rose. Yeah, well, my he didn't problem with this fast Megatron, so maybe he's tougher in some way, I guess. I my problem know. with this, well, he's a plane, so he has anti-icing technology. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, God, what is it? Nineteen ninety nine now? Jeez! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let's come up with a reason. <laughs> uh, no, my problem with the whole plan to take Megatron down, though, is that even in the best of circumstances, freezing him to absolute zero, eventually he's going to thaw out. No, no, he's. Uh, uh, I love the concept of absolute zero molecules. <laughs> it's more uh, well, did you remember in the ultimate doom when somebody decided to polarize their windshield to repel rain and hail molecules oh yeah yeah for sure I mean that's, obviously that's Cybertronian cool. science is so much farther advanced over hours that they've identified that specific kinds of molecules make up rain and ice even though they are basically just composed of water yeah 
I love writers. Um, <laughs> it's for kids. They won't know the difference. didn't have Google back then. Right, that's got to be it. <laughs> or Wikipedia. Yeah. Or encyclopedias. <laughs> Libraries. <laughs> or a television. I don't know. I, really, but, I like the end of the episode, though, with the fight between all of the Decepticon quote-unquote leaders mm-hmm. in the football stadium. Yeah, which is everybody at this point. <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that much. Prime says he never gets involved with domestic disputes, although that's exactly what the whole episode is, is one big domestic dispute. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's why the Autobot part seems really tacked on, because they don't really do anything except to stand around and watch and kind of facilitate the infighting. 